and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Rehash one of our ideas and gain an entry into our grand prize draw. Isn't like literally any writing of what we come up with on this show going to be at least some sort of rehash? Or at least I would hope so. No, no, because no. Because it's not be- technically necessary for somebody to write exactly. Like yeah. something that's their own, but that's you could, difficult. You could definitely write just exactly what we say as the plot. Um, if you can figure out what that is after we've discussed and changed our minds like three times during an episode. But you could definitely just write it straight out. You know, after we've gone in an enormous circle, as long as you can figure out where we ended up, it's fine. Although I'm not entirely certain that like that would be considered a non-rehash, because even then you're taking the ideas and then taking a later form of those ideas, so it's very confusing. Or maybe I'm just saying if you are like, what if, and then you put some interesting twist and you didn't even write the story. Because I believe if you actually write the story, you get somewhere between one and and ten entries. (laughs) Who knows? At this point, you know... I said 25, up to 25. If it's long enough. Oh, okay. And, yeah. you know, just to just to make sure that everybody is still aware, the grand prize draw does not exist. It's not a real thing. We're not doing it. Yeah. But you should definitely rehash our idea for the sake of it. I don't know about for the sake of it, but, you know, if you want to write something and you're struggling for an idea and, you you know, you got the time and the inclination, uh, we don't see why you wouldn't grab one if you, if you want it. Yeah. Well, let's introduce ourselves. Yeah, I need no introduction. I am Aethero, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Who do you think you are? Like, See, it's funny because I'm obviously <laughs> less famous than you. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a joke. <laughs> How could you possibly get as famous as me if you introduce yourself like this? <laughs> the answer is by getting extremely lucky, and that's about it. Okay, well... <laughs> Hi everyone, <laughs> my name's Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source, and I did get as famous as I am purely by luck. But also, you know, I'm not as reticent about introducing myself as Atheo is, because nobody is. That's you know. not true. There are certainly people who are equally reticent as me. It's just that they're not very common. And they don't make podcasts. That... <laughs> I mean, that's got to be objectively false. There's got to be at least one. It's like, hi, I'm not comfortable talking about myself, so I'm just going to make a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm no. like, talking about myself is fine. It's just, you know, attaching that to, like, a name and a person is, mm. Yeah, and, you know, the actual, like, things that you write. and Exactly. As long as you can't find me, I don't care. It's uh, it's a little weird, you know. It's like uh, anti self promotion. I'm hiding all traces. Wow. There we go. <laughs> and yet, I still have people who follow me. I think that maybe my anti self promotion thing isn't working as well as I would hope. It's time to start over with a new name. Exactly. <laughs> Again. What would this be? The fourth time? Maybe the fifth. I think okay. it would be the fourth. Okay. One of those names I didn't really use. Okay. If you're into the mystery of Atheo's 
four or five different internet identities. Go ahead and oh, track no, them Oh, no, 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 no. Like, if we're talking about <laughs> internet identities, then I have, like, eight or nine. Oh, boy. It's just that not all of them are writing-related. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> wow. And again, I'm very easy to track down. Just hey, at least five, only five, four six. of them are still active. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, literally total opposites. I'm just Eunice5656 five, six, five, six on every website I've ever signed up for. I mean, except the ones where, you know, you don't have a username. And the one where the username originally came from. But shh, keep it a mystery. Huh? I think we've established that it was my one Neopets username that didn't get banned for multiple accounts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. We we already established that earlier. (laughs) Either way, you know, we spent five minutes on introductions, so we should probably get to the show now. (laughs) I mean, who's in this if not for the tangents? Okay. (laughs) I mean, the tangent in the middle is one thing, but the tangent in the introduction. I think it's about the same, but whatever. Our our topic this episode is a rehash. And sort of. I was uh, clicking through the author pages of books that I've read, and uh, I wanted to pick one that had, like, I don't know, a unique vampire system, uh, but then... It was like, I decided it would be too hard to describe all the world systems. So now we're just rehashing vampires. <laughs> As a whole. Uh, are we... I guess the first question to establish is like, are we rehashing vampires as part of like a supernatural community? Or vampires as like one of very few things that are going on in the magic department? I don't, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't think you understand how many vampire stories I've read. <laughs> I, I wasn't asking, you know. I, I was, I was more putting like it on the table. Like, which one of those do we want to do? We can go anywhere from the grade eight English essay that I did that was based on the actual historical folklore origins of people believing people were turning into vampires because of things like looking like their nails were growing when they were dead and and stuff like that. All the way to... Okay, I draw the line at Twilight. All the way to anything before Twilight. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Not that I haven't read Twilight, as you can, you know, tell by the fanfiction if you ever Google me. Um... (laughs) So, I would ask, I guess, at that point, like, are we including things that are more recent than Twilight, but not based on the Twilight stuff? Sure, I mean, are there, like, new vampire trends that are since Twilight that I'm not I don't know about trends, but, you know, I have read things that came out since Twilight that do not follow in their uh, footsteps. I mean, nobody should follow in Twilight's footsteps. But, like... I think one of the funnier ones is one where, like, really old vampires can totally survive out in the sun, but, like, they do that by becoming a living pyre that just heals faster than the sun sets them on fire. Uh, But that doesn't last forever. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the ways that vampires work. You just get progressively stronger and stronger and stronger over time until you're just immune to everything. 
Although you still need the the blood fuel or whatever we want to call it. It might be like life force. Maybe they're psychic vampires and they steal memories from people. No, I think, you know, if we're going to do vampires, we're going to lay down the rule that they drink blood. Okay. Or, you know, scientifically derive blood alternatives that provide the same nutrients. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Um, that came from something that I've read. (laughs) I think think that allowing scientifically derived blood alternatives is kind of a road to minimizing the actual, like, threatening aspects of vampires, uh, where if they need to take something, like, life essence from people as well, and blood just happens to be, like, the medium that they use to do so. I mean, it's like, you know, you could always do the, the whole, like, oh, vampires have, like, really sanitized and romanticized their image in the modern world. Uh, but if you get down to it, they're still really, like, horrifying killers with really scary powers that they just, you know, choose not to show the public. It's it's less not show to the public, and it's more, you know, only show them when you're being a superhero. It's fine. Or it's, it's like, they don't need to drink blood, but they do enjoy the screams of terror, you know? What? It's just, they're predators, you know? Or whatever. That's a totally viable route we could go. Or we could go, this is a straight, you know, bodice ripper romance, if we want. I assume we don't want, but we could. (laughs) I mean, you know, I feel like I would be more comfortable writing that than you would. (laughs) I mean, I I don't have to write it. I don't have to, like, spew tropes. Well... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Okay, I'm just gonna we're just gonna move that one off the table because. <laughs> oh man, you could uh, you know do a, a YA route where it's just we're being edgy, and and that's all, you know. I think I want to end up somewhere where we're like actually using the vampirism to comment on something, but I also like don't want to, essentially, make it into like the obvious archetypical this is an obvious commentary on aristocracy and wealthiness yeah no let's are we talking about dracula i mean not necessarily but like that's what vampir vampirism in the european sense originally was i mean there's obviously vampirism in the eastern and um america's sense which are very different um in a lot of ways Ironically, Dracula is one of the few vampire books that I haven't read. I tried twice, but it's actually Dracula is a very difficult book to read. It's very, it's so dry. I was just so bored. I was like, I think I'm supposed to be scared by the ambience right now, but I'm just so bored. I can't keep reading. It's and not was... really supposed to be scared by the ambience so much as like anticipating something in the ambience, and then eventually yeah. it gets. Yeah, so, I mean... I wouldn't say it gets better, but it gets more interesting. (laughs) It was like, both my attempts at reading Dracula ended in, I'm so bored. I have better things to do with my life than read a so-called classic that's this boring. (laughs) Eunice here is our example of the uh, archetypical modern reader. Um. Rude! Oh my god! You make it sound like I haven't read a ton of other classics that didn't suck. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, I've read a bunch of classics that do suck. So, really. 
<laughs> I mean, I've read classics that suck, but only in the context of, you know, English class. Oh, man. Oh, that I just read them because, you know, it's a classic. I want to figure out why. And, you know, sometimes it just it just sucks and I can't figure out why. But then oh, I man. can write a whole essay on why exactly it shouldn't be a classic. Oh, man. Madame Bovary? Worst book ever. <laughs> I strongly disagree with you there. Not in terms, I don't know, like, not in terms of theming or whatever, like, sure, or the writing itself wasn't, like, absolute crap. I just spent the entire book wanting the main character to die, and it takes her the whole book to die, (laughs) and then she does it in, like, the most, like, selfish way possible. It was like, ugh. You know, sometimes... Sometimes the point of a book is to make you want the main character to die. I mean, that's that's fair. But it was like, you know, I, I usually read for enjoyment and uh, not, you know, to feel like suppressed rage because, you know, you can get that anywhere. You don't need books for that. All you need to do, all you need to do if you want suppressed rage is research things that are going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. See, I feel like, you know, at the time it was, you know, published, it was like suppressed rage at a thing that was real. and But now I'm just feeling suppressed rage at a thing that's way in the past that, you know, I'm wasting suppressed rage on when we got our own shit to be raging about. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. What should we make? Our vampires a commentary on if we're gonna go the commentary route. Well, you make it sound like that's how I plan the themes in my story. Oh, that's how I plan my themes. N- okay, I start with fun idea, get on with my fun, and then I'm like, actually, I'm gonna pretend that I was being deep this whole time after I figure it out what this story naturally lends itself to. Ugh. <laughs> So if you want to come up with the theme at the beginning, it's your job. You know, Otherwise, I will come fair. up with it at the end. Sure. You know what? Let's just have fun. It's fine. <laughs> wow. You make it sound so disappointing that we're having fun. It's not disappointing, but I am disappointed. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> okay, you'll be disappointed by something that's not disappointing. <laughs> Because uh, people are contradictory piles of emotion that don't always make sense. That's not how I live my life. (laughs) Uh, I'm aware that that's not how you live your life. So, you know, there's always a Eunice exception on these sort of things where I'm like, people in general. Yes. Remember, everyone. Anytime you say anyone, you have to say except Eunice. No, you don't have to say it. You know, if it's part of your... If it's part of your just standard knowledge of how things work. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to say it. You just have to acknowledge that it's there even if you don't say it. I see. That's that's the rule. Because I guess it would be a little bit weird if, like, you know, you're just talking to someone. You say everybody, except Eunice, and then you move on with your conversation. Everyone's like, who's Eunice? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but regardless... The exception is there. <laughs> okay. So, vampires. Uh, I can't, you know, I'm leaning towards... I don't like them being able to drink out of blood bags. <laughs> Just straight drink up. Drink out of blood bags? I mean, we can, make, we can make blood go stale easily. 
if that bothers you that much. Well, I would just say that, like, it has something to do with the supernatural life essence of whatever they're taking from, that it's, like, the blood is necessary, but it's not, like, the end-all be-all. Yeah, like, it's not the combination of, like, water and heme and immunoglobulins and the actual chemical components of blood that they're into, you know? They're not just, like... Mm, I just need some really salty water with iron in it. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's not, that's not what we're going for. Oh, let's just... How about let's do a world where they're really, really trying to make a blood substitute, but they haven't figured out, like, what it is in blood. I mean, that... if it's just, like, not a physical component at all, then they're doomed to failure from the start, which they may not know because they haven't, like, scientifically explored it effectively yet. Yeah, like, maybe we'll do, a, like, a magic clashes with science, like, we've analyzed everything, this is a perfect reproduction of blood made with, like, Well, I mean, cons- in the case that I said, like, even just, like, a donated blood that has been out of somebody's body for a while wouldn't wouldn't work yeah but they're just like we made this blood with like reconstituted hematopoietic stem cells that's absolutely identical to the other blood in every way but it doesn't work well that's that's what i was saying like even like a blood bag donated by somebody in the past wouldn't work for the situation that i was talking about yeah but stem cell blood is fresh blood (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's fresh blood, but like even like if somebody donated blood, you had a bag of blood and then the vampire immediately went into it while it's still, you know, fairly fresh, that would also not work. Yeah. Uh, okay, but we have to know what the difference is, otherwise it gets very confusing. I would just say that it like needs to be, it needs to be sourced in a person. <laughs> it's like the act of blood drinking is not... Uh, just, you know... It's not a purely physical thing. It's not about ingesting blood. It's actually some kind of ritual that's symbolic and involves life force donation or something. Exactly. Some trade. It's probably more of a trade, you know? It's like, let's make it one of those worlds where, like, if you regularly donate blood, you, like, live a lot longer and get cured of cancer and stuff (laughs) okay i mean maybe not get cured of cancer cancer is actually one of the killers that like regeneration would not be fantastic at dealing with no 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 because vampires don't live through healing they live through stasis i mean one of the one of the like classic vampire traits is the ability to heal yeah, but the way I see it is more, it's more of a reversion to the way, like, no matter what, they always revert back to the form they were when they... That's an interesting concept. Do they lose memories that are not from their life? What do you mean? If we're approaching vampires as an eternal stasis, right? Mm-hmm. Do we, like, make them lose memories that are not from their life, from their, like, while they were alive, alive? I mean, I I probably wouldn't do that because then it would not allow them to develop as characters. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say like instantly lose, you know, just like lose over time. But their life memories are always right there, ready to be 
used. I mean, I guess. Like, maybe it's not that they are quite amnestic or anything. It's more like the memories that they form after their transformation, like, degrade the same way as regular memories do. But the, the emotional and, like, brain landscape that they had at the moment of their transformation always stays, like, crystal clear. That's vaguely horrifying in, like, a lot of ways. (laughs) Yay! Vaguely horrifying if you think about it. Even if you don't think about it, like, that's pretty obviously going to be a problem for anybody who got turned in less than pleasant circumstances. Yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll just not have a lot of characters like that. I'm gonna be honest, I would explore the shit out of that. (laughs) Well, you know, I like to hide the creepy in the corners. Draw everyone in with the fun and the adventure. (laughs) I like to place the creepy front and center and then, you know, actually spend time in the book dealing with it. But, you know, maybe that's just me. Well, you know, great for literary value, but not so great for drawing unsuspecting victims in. (laughs) (laughs) Are you the vampire? Do you feed off your readers? Yes, I do. Oh. Not not physically. If that bothers... Yeah, guys, I'm, I just want your comments, not, not your blood. For the record. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't personally want their blood, but you know. What does that mean? Does somebody... I, I indirectly want their blood? I, I don't know, actually. I was I was making a joke, and then I just realized that like I'd have to go into like a very complicated series of explanations for it, and at that point I'd already said it, so... Okay. Well, you know... Well, I don't personally want your blood, guys. You should probably be donating it. That, that would be what I meant, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think as a society, more people need to donate blood if they can. If you can. Which is can. most people who can. Most people. Unless you're anemic for some reason. There are actually significant other reasons that uh, you will be disqualified from donating blood. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. In Canada, they recently uh, dropped the thing where if you have anal sex in the last three months, you can't donate blood or something. I see. Yeah. Which is progress, I think. Progress! Sort of. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand the point of that, because, like, they oh, just it was all to, the... I, I mean, the, do you want the actual reason? Because I can tell you. No, no, no. I understand their reasoning. I just don't understand why they think their reasoning is valid, given that every single unit of blood that gets donated gets tested for all bloodborne illnesses. So... Yeah, it's just because lots of people don't like gay people. I mean, that's not really a valid reason when you have blood shortages <laughs> i'm aware <laughs> so but when w- I say, since when has when, a reason's validity had anything to do with its application when i say i don't know why it's not because i don't understand it's because stupid people which is the reason for every stupid thing that i don't understand the reason why for when i say i don't know why it means there is no valid reason and despite Knowing I, I don't on a on a visceral <laughs> level understand the level of illogical thinking that society functions under. You know, fair okay. enough. 
Okay. Now, what are we talking about? Oh yeah. We were talking Donate about blood, that. guys. Um, but also, uh, we just went on a tangent in a tangent, and I think you went back to the tangent instead of where we actually were. Where were we? We were talking about uh, vampires drinking blood and like the application of life force drinking in the same being a ritual. Um, and then oh yeah, reversion. and then the stasis. Yeah, you make it sound like that's like a new idea in vampire stories, which ah uh, for me it actually kind of is because wow. the whole you know eternal stasis thing is not actually something that I wow deal with very often. I mean, obviously, I'm the more vampire red person in this pair you are the more vampire red person i would imagine but i think all of your vampires are going to be romance novel vampires no 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 just most of them i've <laughs> yeah yeah no no there's also D vampires um D &D vampires are like wildly different from not that i've played DD. i've just read you know forgotten realms books about vampires um and also <laughs> again like i have researched historical folklore vampires um which are creepy again because... just european ones or yeah no i haven't gone into that extreme world i mean the world like if you consider anything that drinks blood a vampire there's a lot of shit well it's that, not anything uh... that drinks blood it's things that drink blood and also like live a dead. long time and are some variation of undead yeah that you know there's a there's a lot i it was just for like one paper in grade eight you know i wasn't gonna put like two months of research into it uh. i mean you know some people consider two months of research to be a lot some people consider two months of research to be barely anything it really depends on how fast you read and where you do your research you know because if you say yeah. I did two months of research and you read romance novels about vampires for two months, that doesn't really count. I mean, if you count reading romance novels research, I've done a lot more than two months of research on vampires. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I read fairly fast. I mean, not like crazy fast, but uh, fairly fast. Um, okay, yeah. So vampires are at some kind of magical stasis slash reversion. Uh, and they need... So, you know, when they drink blood, it's actually a magical exchange where the human gives their kind of ability to change, and then the vampire trades some of their magical stasis, and it allows the human to live longer and the vampire to not just actually revert to the frozen state of... So it's temporary aging pausing. Yeah. That's oh, interesting. So it... So if vampires don't drink blood for long enough, they don't turn into, like, bloodlust-filled beasts. They just stop moving and just revert to the actual moment they were transformed, and then they can't... Continue to live. They're just, they're just frozen. <laughs> Being dead. <laughs> but you just gotta drop some blood on them, and then they'll just start moving. <laughs> yeah, like, if the, if the, like... I guess it's not really a curse, it's more of, like, a magic on them. So if they're, if they, if you, uh fuel that magic again then they would just get up and continue to move and not have any idea how long it's been yeah so when ooh, there ooh, are maybe yeah. actually the quote-unquote hunger that you usually uh get in vampires is essentially 
them trying to continue to maintain their current state where if they let themselves go hungry for too long then they'll just revert to like their personality that they had originally (laughs) so they like lose hundreds of years of therapy progress or like yeah any any growth or change or even like new powers that they develop over the years has to be maintained with blood otherwise it just drops backwards oh that's existentially horrifying (laughs) i love it so actually the stronger they are the more blood they need yeah and the longer like and the worse the results of going without blood for a long time are yeah can you imagine being like a thousand year old vampire and then someone locks you in a in a prison and then while you slowly lose yourself in a form of like dementia that reverts you to your to your twenty five year old self. Yeah, and then you're just twenty five again. You're a oh. noob, total noob. No, thank you. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I hate every part of this, and I love it. <laughs> We're gonna have a character that does that because it's creepy. I mean, that would be fine as like nearly a main character, where it's like a vampire who is so old, but like essentially lost that maybe a vampire was really 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 old and got so bored with life they decided let's just wait, hit wait, reset wait. and see what happens yeah that would be that would actually be interesting because you'd have vampires who are just like i don't think that i can like improve from where i currently am so i'm just gonna reset yeah it's like when people <sighs> delete their their animal crossing island and start all over <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I have decided to reset. And it's like, reset what? Myself. And they're like, okay, uh, wake me up in like 200 years. I think I should have reverted by then. I don't think it would take that long. No, because the, the more you've, you've grown away from your original uh, transformed self, the longer it takes to go all the way back. I mean, yeah, right? But, like, at the same time, I don't think that it would take 200 years. I think that, like, the reversion would be fast enough that it's, like, if you don't drink blood for a month, you start. And even even a month might be going too long. Like, a month might be new vampire level, where, like, an old vampire is, like, if you don't drink blood for, like, twice a week, you're gonna start to revert. And if you go for, like, a year, then you're just, like your old self and you don't really have a choice in the matter a month yeah i mean i don't think that i feel like that doesn't seem long because i want that character to be like someone who's like horrifically powerful so like the length of the reversion time should reflect that oh i was thinking that the reversion time gets essentially stays the same and the reversion speed gets faster the older that and more powerful that you were feel like it should be like logarithmic so like if you've lived 10 times as long it takes twice as long to revert okay so yeah not not linear because that would they take forever to revert but not just the same so there's like some some like, scaling some factor yeah yeah so longer than a month or a year let's do let's do at least a couple months where it's like wait it took you that long to just revert like whoa <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going for a full reversion, according to my notes. Or at least I think they're my notes. They're the notes that were next to me when I woke up. And then, you know, like, every 
everyone is like so used to like you know this is the master so they're still like totally afraid of them and like it's like you know i mean don't be afraid of me guys i i need to learn the language that is currently around uh, and you know they're like used to like obeying the master with you know every lift of their eyebrow is some kind of predetermined signal or whatever and they're like whoa because they're not used to it anymore <laughs> exactly Eventually, they run away from all their servants and explore the world. You know, except for the especially devoted one who won't leave. I'm not sure that I would, I would do that, but you know, it's fine. I don't know. It must be really okay. Is is this a world where vampires turn other people into vampires? Yes, but not often. Maybe the success rate is really bad. It must be really weird if, like, the person who turned you reverts because now they're kind of younger than you, but they're actually really old. I mean, they're theoretically very old, but they haven't, like, had many experiences. Yeah, but they have accomplishments without the experiences. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't even consider that the same person anymore, to be fair. Yeah. But they're still your sire or whatevs. Yeah. There's so much weirdness about that and I love it. It's like you gotta explore the the weird parental relationship that's reverted. Now who's taking care of who and, and who's the parent and what's going on. That's actually like a really interesting way to go about things, you know? And it's a really Yay! interesting thing to explore that is very difficult to do on a podcast. <laughs> Because it's so personal. I have rehashed vampires successfully. There we go. Okay. <laughs> we have we do have a main character. Do we want there to be like a main plot thread that we're tagging on? Or do we just want to say like figure it out yourself? You guys are writers. I mean, you know, we should probably have some general guidelines. You know, the vampire is like trying to deal with the context of their life without the experience of their life and like you know seeing like the it's more of a personal exploration right like imagine seeing your current self through the lens of your under self well it's it's having your past self piece together your life as you as you come into it and like there's some places where the uh where the like older version of themselves was like I was super bad at this thing, and then their past self was like, I'm actually pretty good at that thing. And then there are versions where their older self is like, I was super good at this, and then the past self is like, I do not have enough information here to even begin. It's like, you know, there, as you, as you change over time, your older self will do things that your younger self would never imagine that they would ever do. And the younger self lacks the context to understand why. So now the younger self is judging the older self. <laughs> the mystery of... of the self as being told through the exploration of like trying to figure out what the hell happened these past 300 years. You know, and you just get into a lot of fun psychology explorations and, and stuff. Exactly. The kind of thing that breaks your brain a little bit. You know, but like nobody could tell you you got it wrong because they've never been a thousand year old vampire that reverted. So how would they know? (laughs) 
there there are actual answers here, uh, but we're just gonna move on past that. <laughs> and and then you know, like the the past self can like you know uncover some of the life changing experiences that the older self went through that caused major changes in their life course slash personality slash worldview. And eventually led to them resetting, so maybe don't repeat all of those. You know, maybe you can, like, look through, you can look at your old heartbreak through the lens of someone who never experienced it. Oh, that like, would be so, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. That would be so much. You know, maybe the vampire had someone that, that died and they were very sad. Um, and the reverted self is like, wow, I really love that person. And now it's gone. <laughs> exactly. It's All a, right. You know. I think we've got a whole, a whole setup for you, although uh, not a plot. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. Well, you know, you can... We have a central conflict. We just don't have a, a plot plot. I mean, you can always do, like, uh, the whole, like... Well, this person was really strong and had a lot of enemies, and the enemies are still there. So the now newbie vampire has to scramble to survive while figuring out what the hell is going on. Ah, that's fun. Uh, and their old self forgetting that is very normal. Uh, or like maybe their unquote, old self as actually did think of this and and has left enough clues for old self to survive and resources and stuff i would so think like, that i would do that at least like leave enough for my previous self to survive maybe they thought they left enough but in some places they absolutely didn't because they're like my past self would know this and then they're like wait that was actually three years after i got turned or or i don't know it's just like a fun scavenger hunt where if you don't get the next clue you get killed <laughs> <laughs> fun scavenger hunt yay the kind of thing that everybody wants to do with a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And then, you know, you just you just juxtapose that with really deep psychological explorations of self. Exactly. <laughs> what else is fantasy for? Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, add a romance. Because why not? <laughs> And you don't even have to deal with Mayfly December or weird power dynamics because you have somebody who's like realistically in their freaking 20s. No, you still have to deal with weird power dynamics because the all the people knew the old self. So you gotta deal with the echoes. Yeah, but they're not, they're weird power dynamics that aren't like real. They're echoes. They're echoes of power dynamics, which makes them even weirder, but less. There are echoes of power dynamics in every relation between people, and I. Like, frankly, I don't think that that's worth necessarily jumping into when they don't literally exist. Okay, but they exist for the other person. They sort of exist, and it's something that you can move past pretty easily because, you know, the actual power there is not real. No, 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 but it's just like uh, that whole thing that, what is it? You know where they give an example, like, oh, if you have, like, an animal when they're small and then you tie them with, like, a thin string, uh... They'll, as they get older, they won't, like, pull against it because they learn as a kid that they can't break it even though they now totally could type of... Like, the power dynamic is still there for the person who feels it. 
Okay, but like sometimes the animal understands that they can break it and just doesn't want to, and then like if they want to, they they can break it. Okay, well then that's a whole other thing that we could talk about if we want. <laughs> yeah. But this is not the usual echoes of a relationship. This is more like okay, because other echoes. This is a whole weird exploration version. <laughs> everything. It's like time travel, but not really with, and kind of like amnesia, but not just that. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, I guess we're done for this week. Uh, welcome to vampires done weird. Yeah, just when you thought we couldn't do a rehash of something, we did. And it's actually fairly unique, I like it. <laughs> actually, yeah, like honestly, unique take on vampires. Do appreciate it. We'll probably use it somewhere. Probably not as a main character or as like a thing, you know, just like a side thing going on in the background. Extremely strange vampires. Um. <laughs> so if you like this story, write it. And email us at listeners at udrootandimagines.com. Frankly, if you just like this particular take on uh, vampires and stick it into something else that you were writing for something else, I mean, absolutely, go ahead and email us at the same thing. Or rehash it and gain an entry into our grand prize draw. Again, the one that doesn't exist. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. We would appreciate it if you leave a rating, review, like, whatever it's called on whichever platform you're de- dealing with, uh, wherever you listen to our podcast. Okay. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening.